Hey everybody, Happy New Year. I know in 2021, things already seem like they're getting off to a rocky start. How's that for an understatement? But I sincerely believe that by working together, we can get past our differences and move forward to a brighter future. We just need to come up with some creative solutions to our many extremely complicated problems. For example, in the spring of 2020, I was asked by the National Forest Foundation to create a storytelling project. They asked me to put together a series of photographs and interviews about the Black American community and its relationship with the outdoors. But smack in the middle of the global COVID-19 pandemic, this already complex project had the added challenges of travel restrictions, social distancing, and the potential of spreading this virus among a group of participants already at the highest risk of contracting this deadly disease. But rather than trying to come up with a solution all on my own, I reached out to a dude who knows more about these issues than anyone. You know, probably the biggest challenge that I'm seeing is we're dealing with three epidemics. You have, you know, obviously COVID-19, you have, you know, the health disparities, and then you have racial tensions. My friend Aaron Perry is the founder and executive director of the Rebalanced Life Wellness Center based here in Madison. He works at helping overcome the healthcare challenges that black men face not only in Southern Wisconsin, but across the country. What I try to do is always be a part of the solution, period, point blank. I'm constantly looking at how can we be creative? How can we get our men to take part or participate in things that, that's really kind of out of the box thinking? The rise of the coronavirus put into sharp relief many of the institutional disparities that placed the black community in jeopardy. High rates of unemployment, limited access to affordable health care, and the prospects of being subjected to racially motivated violence already make our population more susceptible to chronic illness, injury, or even death. Black men and women are more likely as well to suffer from ailments such as obesity, high blood pressure, hypertension, heart disease, and diabetes. These are conditions that can be reversed or even remedied with regular physical exercise and better access to nutritious foods. And at a time when all the people of the world are being asked to stay indoors and limit their contact with others outside of their immediate families, the pandemic has taken an even higher toll on those most vulnerable to infection. Ironically, the best place for this community to find healing and solace from the trauma of this crisis is in the outdoors. Over the last few years, I've watched and even participated in a few of the outdoor events that Aaron has organized for black men. Every week in a bit of out-of-the-box thinking, he offers a group running, walking, or bicycling opportunity in the Madison area. A lot of his work focuses on getting black men especially to eat right, exercise, and get regular checkups at the doctor. And Aaron believes that being healthy also means getting outside in public and unapologetically being part of the wider world. Um, but I started looking at these other activities because I've always said to the guys, I said, please remember, this is our community. This is our country, too. And everything under the sun, we're entitled to as well. So with Aaron's help, I recruited a small group of Black men and their sons to experience the outdoors in a meaningful way. We wanted to take them hiking on public land in a natural setting. 
Everyone got a negative COVID-19 test and we created what I like to call an escape pod, a tight cohort of like-minded folks who can safely venture out together for a common experience. While wearing masks and still maintaining our social distancing to further minimize the risk of exposure to the virus, we traveled to northern Wisconsin to walk along a section of the Ice Age National Scenic Hiking Trail through the Shawamigan Nicolay National Forest. There in a supportive environment, among friends, we plan to introduce this group to the natural wonders and restorative powers of the great outdoors. And I know that if we can continue to expose these men, particularly black men, if we can continue to expose them, we're taking them outside of their element, but we're exposing them to something that they can do literally the rest of their life with their family. Ready for an adventure, our group embarked upon what we call the Black Men Northwoods Retreat. I'm James Edward Mills, and you're listening to The Joy Trip Project. conversation I'ma have with you cause there'll be days you'll tread without your dad with you see there's a difference with some of those in your class with you that very difference why some go grow and be mad with you so let me start okay look put it like this you are a black man a reflection of black excellence you strong mentally and by nature you can endure more cause at a young age you'll be forced to mature more this when sorrow becomes nature but you must always remember just to give you a little more background Aaron Perry has dedicated his life to promoting the health and well-being of black men. But he's not a medical professional or even a social worker. He used to be a cop. When I was a police officer, I've always had this concept that if I arrest someone, I'm literally taking away their freedom. If I take away their freedom, I want to be a part of helping them get their freedom back. That was a role that I wanted to play. You know, um, we, we have a job to do, but also I kept in mind that we don't know what, what people's struggles and their challenges in life and what leads them to maybe crossing that line of, okay, now you have to be placed in custody. Aaron has a very holistic view of law enforcement and public health. He recognized as a police officer that he had a much bigger part to play in serving his community than just locking people up. He wanted to figure out how he could be part of the solution. In doing that work, I realized that for men that I was coming in contact with, they appeared to have sleep deprivation. They appeared to have multiple issues with their health. And I thought, if we can improve their health, can we improve their outlook on life? Can we get them to a point where they want to you know, work hard and, and find a job. And so that became my, my focus. And so, you know, when Black men are healthy, the community is healthier. We've seen that. And so I decided, well, I'm going to create this organization where I focus completely and solely on improving the health of Black men and boys. Aaron took a hard look at the health statistics for Black men in his community. He collaborated with the Dane County Health Department to commission a report called The Social and Health Conditions of Black Men. In Dane County, there are 16,500 black men. We account for 6% of the male population. But in that, we are at the bottom of almost everyone's list. 
Black men in Dane County and in many communities across the country are falling ill and suffering from a wide variety of different ailments with much lower rates of recovery than their white counterparts. Many of these diseases are preventable with better lifestyle options that improve nutrition, provide physical exercise, and reduce emotional stress. And so that became my focus to take apart each of those specific areas and try to improve the health of these black men. But part of the problem is that the black community has an inherent distrust of the medical establishment. Mistreatment at the hands of doctors and other healthcare professionals that goes back more than two centuries in the United States has made black men leery, even suspicious of recommendations coming from even the most reliable hospitals or clinics. So that's how I ended up opening up my men's health center in a barbershop because that's where men go. That's where they trust, they respect, and it just made sense. And really since opening the doors, we just surpassed serving 5,100 black men. That's almost 30% of the male population in Dane County. The Rebalanced Life Wellness Center operates out of JP Hair Design the largest black-owned barbershop in Madison. Here, black men and boys can get a haircut along with a check of their blood pressure and detailed information on how to lead a healthier lifestyle. And in the midst of a global pandemic, Aaron believes that maybe he can help to mitigate at least a few of the risk factors that make black men more susceptible to contracting the coronavirus. What we do know is that if we can get ourselves healthy and give ourselves a fighting chance to fight off this infection, if we should get it. And so that's first and foremost, just helping us understand that a lot of what we are dying early from is preventable. And that is what I've been preaching, let's control what we can control. I think in many ways, Aaron convinced me that the best way to get a group of black men from the urban cities of Madison and Milwaukee into the North Woods of Wisconsin was to meet them where they are. Because the men in his program already had his trust and respected his guidance, connecting Aaron's message of health and wellness through physical exercise to an outdoor activity like hiking through a national forest wasn't that big of a stretch. We just had to blaze a trail from the barbershop to the backcountry. So what would it take to talk a black man from the city into going on a hiking trip? For one, Aaron, <laughs> because Aaron asked me, a lot of respect for Aaron and, you know, the work that he does. You know, he's a person that if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Norman Davis is the civil rights director for the city of Madison. He works to prevent racial discrimination in the workplace at government agencies, as well as private companies who do business with the city. He understands the importance of making sure that everyone has equal access to public facilities and resources that promote a good quality of life. And for Norman, that includes being able to get outside for exercise. He believes in much of what Aaron does to promote the wellness of black men, including himself. So anytime that I go on to the, to the black men run events, whether that's like a Saturday run or, you know, a special event like the Shamrock Shuffle, I, I love to support, you know, the things that he's trying to do. And, and I like to, I like to be a part of the change. If he's trying to get the message out to black men around being our own advocate for our health, 
I like being a part of that. When Aaron asked Norman to come along on the hiking trip, he immediately said yes. You know, I was a little concerned about this happening during the pandemic, but, you know, I saw the, the commitment. Uh, I saw that this was like a closed group. Uh, my son was interested in going, and I was, I was, I'm a, I was up for the adventure. I'm always, I'm always up for an adventure. It was that sense of adventure that inspired Daryl Davidson and his son Cornell to come along on the Black Men Northwoods retreat. Well, that was really a no-brainer. I like the name of it. Daryl is the director of community engagement for the city of Milwaukee. And like Norman and Aaron, he's an advocate for Black men's health. The other thing that I, I really appreciated was its focus. I didn't know groups of, of Black men that got together and did a lot of exercise. And fortunately, because my son is, is a scout, I knew that that was an opportunity for him to also maintain some of the things that he needed for his merit badge. And so when I asked him if he wanted to do it, he was extremely excited. Playing off a bit of that enthusiasm, Aaron and I recruited community members to take a short hike around Indian Lake County Park near Madison. This first time hiking experience really inspired Joseph Roy, an IT consultant. The first trip we, we made, when you talked about the Ice Age Trail, I mean, that, that just sounded exciting. And you're talking about going up north and touring a, a historic area. I, I mean, that sounded really, really cool. The Ice Age Trail is more than 1,200 miles of walking paths that winds its way through much of Wisconsin. The Indian Lake section is just about a 40-minute drive from town and gave us the chance to get acquainted as a group. Aaron and Joseph came along with Daryl and his son Cornell and Norman and his son Malachi. As we walked along the trail, I shared with them a bit of the geological history of the region that was formed by a receding glacier during the Pleistocene epoch that ended more than 11,000 years ago. We also talked about the native people who first occupied this land, the Ojibwe, the Ho-Chunk, the Dakota, the Menominee, and the Potawatomi, native tribes who still call Wisconsin their home. The purpose of going on this and other hikes was to create a positive relationship with nearby recreation areas and people in the black community through both natural and cultural history. Daryl told me that point of contact helped him to understand that getting outside means more than just going for a walk. I thought the overall experience was fantastic. I appreciated the fact that there was a lot of knowledge that went into explaining where we were. I mean, so many people will travel to a location and they won't really understand the significance of, let's say, an Indian mound and why that sacred land and how you're supposed to approach it and what you're supposed to do in that area. And that was something that I could greatly appreciate that the men and the, the boys who were on the trip with us, they got it and it was fun. Making this experience both culturally relevant and fun meant that each participant would be much more likely to not only have a good time, but maybe even take up hiking as a favorite pastime. At the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, physical exercise has never been more important for the health and wellness of Black men. Prior to the lockdown and safer at home restrictions, Norman, for one, had already adopted a lot of really good healthy habits. But like the pandemic is like, put the kibosh on, I don't know, so much uh, for me. I don't know if it's like more working hours or, or what, but prior to the pandemic, you know, I was in the gym, I would say uh, two, three days a week. I was doing runs in two, three days a week. 
Norman had already begun to make many dramatic changes in his lifestyle. Until I was 38, 39 years old, I didn't care. Like my wife and my oldest daughter, they'd be going off to the Y. They'd be like, do you want to come with me? I'm sitting on the couch with a bag of potato chips. I'm like, nope, I'm good. But, you know, before I got to be 40, I said, you know, I was like, do I, do I have to be overweight all my life? Do I have to be? You know, and so I, so I, I had heard all of these things to do, so I, I started to do them. And I started to feel better, and I started to perform better, and so I kept doing it. So why is it important for me to get physical exercise? I mean, I'm a black man, so, you know, the, the, the data uh, that's out there um, says that, you know, my lifespan is probably one of the shortest. And so I want to be here for myself. I want to be here for my wife, my kids. I want to enjoy life. You know, I don't want to be uh, disabled. I want to really be able to enjoy life to the fullest. You know, I know some of the challenges, the health history challenges in my family. And I want to, you know, I don't want to exacerbate that if I have some genetic predisposition. You know, I want to try to get ahead of that as much as possible. With just a little bit of community support, Norman and the other men and their sons on the retreat were able to get away from the limitations of life, the restrictions of home confinement and remote learning. Even though it rained through much of the time we were hiking along the trail, Daryl said in addition to getting outside, he and Cornell had the chance to just be together in a more nurturing environment. In the, in the real world, we normally don't see each other because he would be at school and I would be, you know, at work. And then after that, if he's not eating, he's doing homework. So we wouldn't have as much downtime to talk about a lot of things on a personal level. But the retreat was an excellent avenue for us to just be father and son. And Joseph said it didn't take long for everyone on the retreat to appreciate the benefits of getting away and just being together in a calm, safe environment. I think what I enjoyed most about it was just hanging out with the guys. We just hanging out, walking around, talking. And, and there was no, no pressure. There was no, no worries, no concerns, no hostility. It was just a fun time, just hanging out. Just hanging out, walking through the woods, and just, just in nature. I mean, it just, I just enjoyed being there. And even though it was raining, because we were in the woods, you didn't even notice it. Really. Didn't really get wet. It was just like, uh, you know, and, and falling down in the mud a few times was kind of fun. <laughs> and we talked about just about everything under the sun. I mean, we talked about things that we knew. We talked about things we thought we knew. We talked about things we had no clue about what we were talking about. We just talked about it anyway and had a great time doing it. Even conversations around, you know, visioning, how are we going to do something like this again and what's going to happen next? That really excited me because I, I thought, hey, you know what? This is to be like a, a really close-knit group one of these days. Despite everything that's happening in the world today to drive communities apart, a common love of nature and the outdoors can bring us together. I think that if we can make a safe place where people can relax, move their bodies, take a deep breath, and just be themselves, we can assure the health and well-being of everyone. And when the men and boys from our retreat go back to their communities, they can share their experiences with those who might not see the value or the importance of going outside. And I think that for those that don't have an opportunity to experience that, they're always going to be having that misconception of what it's like until you actually get out there and do it. I tell you one thing, it was absolutely 
the best thing that I did in a long time. Now we're in a space where we're almost functioning like ambassadors of people. And that's a really important role. If people don't understand what it is or have any experience with it, and you're the very first person who can introduce them to it, you're basically the one who might be opening the door for a future pioneer. And so I, I, I really respected that part of it too. And there's a level of responsibility that I carry with me. So when I talk about it, I also want people to not only be open to you know, asking questions, I want them to ask questions. I certainly want to lead them in the direction where they'll be offered an opportunity to do the same thing that, that we experienced. If I thought it was great, Maybe they'll think it's great too, and we'll get more people out there. Throughout the new year, I'll be plotting similar experiences in the outdoors for myself personally and the community at large. I have the pleasure of working with a lot of amazing organizations around the country who share my interest in getting more people outside. Really, it all starts by sharing your passion and enthusiasm for the natural world with those around you who need it most. I hope you'll join me. For The Joy Chip Project, this is James Edward Mills. New music in this episode comes courtesy of Artlist. This edition of the Joyship Project and the Black Men Northwoods Retreat were made possible thanks to the financial contributions of the National Forest Foundation and the Schleck Family Foundation. Logistical support was provided by the Ice Age Trail Alliance and the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Gear for our adventure was donated by Yeti, Outdoor Research, Saris Innovations, Osprey Packs, and Merrill Footwear. Thanks for listening, but as always, I want to hear from you. So please, drop us a note in the comments on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or write to me directly at info at If you like this episode, give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. For now, go be joyful. And until next time, take care. <laughs>